Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance. Things have settled down a little bit since late January, but for a couple of weeks there, GameStop was all anyone wanted to talk about. And it was weird for me because I am in the investment business and I knew it was a big deal. But what took a little time to figure out was that it was a big deal for everyone. So today we'll dive deeper into GameStop and some others such as AMC and Silver and discuss what happened in these situations and how they may affect the future of investing. So last night I had dinner with my grandparents as they were in town visiting and my grandmother actually brought this up. She said she didn't really know the details of what was going on, but she loved it. She was rooting for the little guys. As we go through this, please keep in mind that neither Shane or, nor I were investing in these individual securities, nor are we on one side or another. We're just trying to explain what happened and what some of the implications may be going forward. That being said, this will definitely go down in the record books as a market event to be remembered. Maybe something along the lines of long-term capital management, the flash crash or the London whale, and legislation will certainly change because of what occurred. I'm also willing right now to go out on a limb here and make two bold predictions. First, a movie will be made about all of this at some point. And second, you will not be watching that movie in an AMC movie theater. So great predictions. Look forward to, to the movie. I would, I would agree with both of those. So back to GameStop. I, I mentioned this in a past episode, but honestly, I didn't even know GameStop still existed. I don't really play video games and I haven't been to a mall in a long time. So when the GameStop frenzy began, it really surprised me. My initial thought was that this was just the investing version of going viral, just like the guy in the skateboard drinking the cranberry juice. But this was with money and involved many retail investors and hedge funds alike. To that point, social media and the internet is really what adds a different element to all of this as it allows information to be spread and shared very quickly and for things really to go viral. But back to Shane's comment about not knowing if GameStop existed anymore, and also the second part of my bold prediction that if a movie comes out that you will not watch it in an AMC movie theater, both of these points are really the starting point of this whole story. GameStop and AMC and others that are also in this story, such as Bed Bath & Beyond and BlackBerry, are all struggling businesses, and therefore what we would consider great candidates for, for the professionals to try and short or bet against them. This makes a lot of sense. With COVID and the associated restrictions in place, not too many people are going into malls to buy video games or going to movie theaters. They're probably buying the game online and having it delivered or streaming their movies online. Given these struggles and all else equal, it makes a lot of sense for professionals in the world to try and bet against these companies. In the investing world, when optimistic about an investment is often referred to being long. For example, I'm long Amazon or I'm long commodities. When pessimistic or when one believes the asset is overvalued and the price will go down is referred to as being short. So let's go through the mechanics of selling a stock short. So selling a stock short is basically borrowing it from somebody and paying them a fee, selling that stock to somebody else, and then rebuying the shares at a later date and returning it. The bet here is that when you rebuy the shares before returning them, the prices will have fallen and you buy it back at a lower price and you make money. In this case, some prominent hedge funds were short GameStop. And at some point in mid-January, more than 100% of shares of GameStop available were sold short in this manner. And I know we're all questioning how more than 100% of shares could be sold short. 
but that is possible in the finance world. Stocks can go up for many different reasons. Maybe the company reported really good earnings or it's apparent that a company's goods or services are in higher demand. Other factors like day traders and technical analysis can move the price of a stock as well. But something that can really make a stock go up quickly is a short squeeze. And given what Shane just described with the, short, with the degree to which the stock was shorted, it creates the perfect scenario and our emphasis is added here for a super short squeeze. So to capitalize on this opportunity, retail investors or everyday people like you and I on the Reddit message board, Wall Street Bets, started talking about GameStop. Shares were purchased as these retail investors realized they could maybe make some money buying shares as lots of shares were being sold short or called the short interest. And more and more investors piled into this company by purchasing shares and or call options, which are betting that the price would go up. As investors continued to pile into the stock, pushing the price higher, investors who were short positions started to reverse their positions and in doing so had to buy back their shares. Again, back to what Shane described earlier. When you are short the stock, you essentially borrow it for someone else, sell in the open market with the hope of buying it back later at a lower price. If that does not happen or you want to get out of your short position, you have to buy the shares back and essentially return them to, from wherever you borrowed them. Given the price rises, create a frenzy. More and more people wanted in on the action of buying the shares, forcing more and more of the shorts to reverse their position and buy back their shares. This got so bad that one hedge fund, Melvin Capital, had to be bailed out by two other hedge funds because they were so short the stock. While they may be in the right in the long run, it proves one of the old investing adages. Markets can remain irrational for longer than you can remain solvent. So let's talk about some numbers. In 2020, GameStop hit a low of $2.57 a share, but rebounded and ended the year at $18.84, up over 200%. Not a bad year at all. This strong performance was, however, ironically, largely due to a prominent hedge fund backing the company. Shares hit as high as $483 during intraday trading during January 2021. So many, many people made a lot of money. And while these hedge funds who were short lost money, many retail investors who were late to the show also lost substantial sums. Many stories have come out about people investing their entire retirement fund or invested in lost next month's car payment or rent in many cases. At the close on February 5th, shares were less than $64, a drop of almost 90%. And Joe mentioned this earlier, but this spread. So it started with GameStop, but then it caught on to AMC, BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Tootsie Roll, and then even jumped over into commodities with silver. And these jumps in share prices were significant throughout January. The combined market value of those six companies on the first trading day of the year, January 1st, 4th, was less than $10 billion. By January 25th, they were over $25 billion, and January 27th, more than $55 billion. So hopefully this served as a reminder of what has occurred and provided some insight on what was going on. But what does this mean for the future? Well, we think many things could change because of this. One is that people and maybe hedge funds will be more careful when shorting companies. One prominent short selling hedge fund has already said they would focus more on growing companies rather than failing companies. The retail investor will likely garner more attention as well. A couple things specific to GameStop that made this short squeeze possible was that GameStop is a smaller company with not a lot of shares floating around. And second, that the short interest in the stock was over 100%, which again, doesn't exactly make sense. In the future, maybe we'll see more shorting done in a more rational way. 
Another is possible regulatory changes. One of those is the potential for market manipulation having occurred, which is illegal. Market manipulation is the deliberate attempt to affect the fair operation of the market. Usually this is done by providing false information about a stock in order to drive its share price. In this case, it could be people falsely stating the merits of owning these companies. If you have checked out the Reddit forum, you'll see what I mean. Also, it's important to look at this in, from the entire different perspective. Because those everyday people who are getting in on the action and the fact that it was creating such challenges for the pros, if you will, it makes the story lovable. But if the roles were reversed and hedge funds were getting together to manipulate an asset to their benefit, it would be clear that that's not right. So one thing that caused a lot of controversy is when some firms halted trading on these stocks. The New York Stock Exchange halted trading numerous times on GameStops. But then individual firms also halted purchases, while some halted both purchases and sales for much longer time period than the New York Stock Exchange, in some cases, even days. When purchases are halted, this shows no demand for a stock, and then prices would fall. This is what happened when shares of these stocks were halted and big decline in share prices occurred. We could see longer periods of trading being halted by the exchanges and potentially more or even less in a weird way, halting by these individual firms. Robinhood was one of the major firms that made the headlines by halting trading. Stocks being halted are meant to cool things off, let cooler heads prevail, if you will. While shares being halted from trading may have negatively hurt one person or benefited another, the intent here is to slow things down, let reality lead to the decision-making and not emotion. This leads to the next point. Another area of this thinking is the stock market is easy and everyone can make lots of money from it. We discussed this in a previous episode about bubbles, but the trading in these stocks, the amount of gains that were accrued, and how quickly it occurred reinforced that theory. The stock market is just that, a market. In the long term, the market's job is to find fair value of the stock. Short-term trading does not trade with changes in some of these long-term fundamentals. In this case, nothing from GameStop changed during, this, during the time that it went from such a low price to a really high price. Nothing about the underlying company changed. Again, investing in stocks is not typically an easy thing to do, and usually the market is pretty accurate in terms of gauging what the right price for stock should be. You may get lucky once in a while, but the long-term result of short-term trading is usually not consistently profitable. If there's one thing investors and hedge funds are really good at, it is making money. And maybe this new social media-like investing is here to stay. And we may have started to see that. There is, however, potentially an easy way to invest in it. Investment firm VanEck will launch an ETF that follows social sentiment on stocks and will invest in the top names that are trending. This has, however, been tried in the past and was closed, closed due to small investment from investors, but could be another way that this changes the future investment landscape. The now common no commission trading feature on many online platforms sounds great in theory, being able to buy and sell as much as you would like without paying to do so. But this could also encourage users to trade too frequently, especially those with little or no investment experience. Imagine for a moment if you were able to buy and sell a home every day or each hour with no cost of doing so. I'm sure that would lead to a much more volatile real estate market and some poor decisions being made. As we have said many times, historically speaking, the longer you're in the market, the better your chances are of making money. And lastly, maybe the whole takeaway is that the ideas, including investment ideas, will be spread more freely. Not only was it done on Reddit, but more and more investment managers that we speak to are sharing their research as well. And with all the technology today, you can basically find out anything with a quick Google search. 
Information is everywhere, but the real question is what you do to it. So just as we thought the market was going to calm down after the vaccine started to get distributed this year and the elections were behind us, GameStop hit. Things will always pop up in the market, and this was a perfect example. I think many things are changing and will continue to change in the investment markets. We would once again caution investors. Investing is not easy. Be willing to lose the money you invest and try to have a strategy in place and have that strategy match your investment goals and timelines. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable Finance. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at provwealth.com or check out our website, relatablefinancepodcast.com. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary.